your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 332 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. It is Tuesday night. The Rangers just posted an impressive 3-0 win in New Jersey against the Devils. Obviously a uh, very important win for the Rangers. As I am recording this, the Boston Bruins are in overtime against the Buffalo Sabres. The Sabres got a late goal from Rasmus Dahlin, and so that sent the game into overtime. The Bruins have already picked up one point, but if the Sabres can pull this game out in overtime, then the Rangers will be just three games behind the Boston Bruins uh, in the standings here. So obviously, uh, go Sabres. We'll see what happens. I'll update you guys on that before uh, this episode is over, but wanted to talk about the Rangers first. Obviously, uh, the headline for this game for me was that Igor Shesterkin finally got his first NHL shutout. As impressive as he's been for the Rangers this season, this was indeed his first career shutout, 27 save shutout to be exact. And uh, man, was he sharp in this game. Couple of big saves early in the game. The start of this game was kind of a track meet, and then everything kind of tightened up in the second period. And then uh, getting into the third period a few minutes, it was back to being a track meet again. So kind of a weird game, you know, just the, the pace of it, the, the flow of the game changed quite often throughout. Uh, but yeah, for Shesterkin, you know, 22 starts this year. This was his 22nd start of this season. He made 12 starts last year, and really 13 if you count that playoff game. So yeah, finally gets his first shutout in his 35th career game. So that's obviously very, very nice to see. The Rangers get goals from Mika Zibanejad on a breakaway, Artemi Panarin on a goal that just incredible passing. I mean, him, Hedl, and Fox all made some really crisp, uh, really pinpoint passes, and uh, Panarin uh, sealed the deal there to make it 2 to nothing at an angle that he's just not going to miss from. And then Pavel Buchnevich with an empty netter scores to make it 3 nothing and steal the win. And that was actually the 20,000th goal in the history of the New York Ranger franchise. And Artemi Panarin now, with the goal that he scored tonight, has 138 points in his first 100 games with the Rangers, which is the most ever on the Rangers list for, you know, the first 100 games. So uh, that's obviously very cool to see as well. He's just one point ahead of Mark Messier, and uh, I they flashed the graphic on the screen. I think he's like four points ahead of wherever uh, Yaramir Yager was, but obviously a tremendous accomplishment for Artemi Panarin. This was also a just chippy, nasty game, and we're just getting started here because obviously this is the first of four consecutive games that the New York Rangers will play against the Devils. Uh, tonight, they were on the road in the Prudential Center, but the next two games on Thursday and Saturday will be back at home for the Rangers in the Garden, and then Sunday's game will once again be back at the Prudential Center. So uh, yeah, a couple of fights. Uh, if this first game is any indication, this could be a pretty wild series, and the Rangers are going to have to bring it every single night, because even though the Devils have not had a great season, and the announcers mentioned this as well, uh, they do seem to play hard for 60 minutes, and I thought that was also the case in this game as well, so the Rangers really had to earn everything they got, and what they got was a very impressive victory and two all-important points in the standings. I should also mention that the Flyers also lost tonight. They were defeated 6-1 to by the Washington Capitals, so the Capitals doing the Rangers a little bit of a favor there, and now the Rangers are in sole possession of fifth place. They are 20-16-6, good for 46 points. The Flyers, with the loss tonight, now 19-17-6, good for 44 points, and the Bruins and the Sabres, as I'm recording this, still in overtime, less than a minute remaining, so obviously go Sabres in that one. 
And something else that I wanted to mention here at the top of the show, and you know, obviously we'll get back to this uh, impressive three nothing win that the Rangers got earlier tonight here against the Devils. But Zach Jones, uh, this is some news that got a lot of Ranger fans pretty excited. He is a defenseman, 20 years old. He actually just won a national championship with UMass, and he just signed his entry level contract with the Rangers. The Rangers are very high on him, and there seems to be a pretty good chance that we see Jones before the season ends. You know, it kind of reminds me of the Chris Kreider situation a little bit. I don't know if you guys remember. Remember this, but when Kreider made his Ranger debut, he himself had just been playing in the uh, college Frozen Four, and he had also just won a national championship. And he jumped onto the Rangers when the playoffs had already started. The Rangers were the top seed in the Eastern Conference that year. Uh, quite the time and place to make your debut for the New York Rangers when they're the top seed in the Eastern Conference and the playoffs have already started. Kind of a crazy situation. This isn't quite on that level because Jones would obviously uh, you know, join the Rangers in the regular season if that's indeed what happens. And there's no guarantee that the Rangers are going to be in the playoffs. And even if they are, they're not going to be the top of the Eastern Conference when the playoffs start. But still, you know, it kind of, uh, kind of does remind me a little bit of that Kreider situation when he jumped onto the team when they were already in the playoffs. But that'll be interesting to see. You know, again, the Rangers very high on Zach Jones, and we're going to just kind of gloss over this tonight. We will spend some more time talking about Zach Jones. I'll share, you know, some of his accomplishments, some of his stats from his college career, and just kind of figuring out a little bit more who Zach Jones is and how he figures into the Rangers' plans down the stretch here. And we will definitely do that in a future episode. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, unfortunately, guys, it looks like the... Buffalo Sabres have just lost to the Boston Bruins 3-2 in a shootout, so the Sabres unable to uh, do the Rangers any favors here tonight, and the Rangers will remain four points behind the Boston Bruins for the fourth and final playoff spot in the Eastern Division, and it's a situation where if you're the Rangers, you can't let it bother you. I know, obviously, it would have been nice to uh, get a little bit of help here tonight, but it doesn't happen. The Rangers have three more games against this New Jersey Devils team, and you know we talked about this not too long ago, but if there's any such thing as kind of a soft portion of the schedule this season, 
season for the Rangers because it is such a difficult and competitive division that they play in this year. But if there's any such thing as a soft portion of this schedule, it's the portion they're going through now. Like we said, three consecutive games against the New Jersey Devils coming up, and they will also play the Sabres twice more this season. So there are some opportunities to make up some ground on the Bruins. Uh, you just kind of hope and keep your fingers crossed that the Rangers aren't running out of time here because after this game that the Rangers just played tonight, just 14 regular season games remain for the Rangers. And again, they are still four points behind the Bruins, and the Bruins do have those two games in hand. So obviously, fingers crossed that uh, you know the Rangers can keep playing well. I think uh, especially now that the Rangers won the first game here against the Devils, you got to win at least three out of four of them. I mean, you'd like to see six, seven, maybe even all eight points. We'll see what the Rangers can do. But uh, you got to handle your business against a team that you're in front of in the standings, and that's obviously the situation that the Rangers are looking at right now. The Rangers, for this game, end up going with the same line combinations and the same defense pairings that they've been rolling with. I mean, personally, I would like to see, especially Philip DiGiuseppe, but to a lesser extent, also Julian Gauthier in the lineup over Brett Howden, but it is what it is. I've already said my piece on Brett Howden, and really, I think it's getting to the point where we might as well all just learn to live with it. Brett Howden's going to be out there. So it is what it is, um, and, you know, it was interesting also to see uh, Vitaly Krasov kind of continued to move up and down the lineup a little bit. They start him on the fourth line with Rooney and Howden. They start Blackwall on the second line with Stroman Panarin. This is kind of what they've been doing. But we saw Krasov move around. He's kind of been the swingman. He moves up and down the lineup during these games. And he had he still has not been credited with an assist on the first goal of the game that the Rangers scored. And I don't know why not. On the play, Buchnevich passed out of the Ranger zone into the neutral zone, and it certainly looked to me like Vitaly Krasov uh, got a piece of the puck with his either his skate or his stick. It definitely looked like he redirected it right to Mika Zibanejad. And even if he didn't get a piece of it, obviously that would mean that Krasov won't end up getting an assist on the play, but still a smart play, knowing that that puck had to get to Mika Zibanejad. Whether he actually deflected it or whether he let it just kind of go through his legs and, and not touch it with his stick or anything like that, he knew that that puck had to get to Mika because Mika was heading up the center of the ice with a head of steam. He's obviously got great speed, and indeed, he corrals the puck in stride, never slowed down, went in on a breakaway, and kind of did the opposite of his uh, trademark move on breakaways because so many times we've seen him go in and uh, you know have the puck on his forehand, pull it to his backhand and roof it. This time he had the puck on his backhand, pulled it to his forehand, and just put it right past Mackenzie Blackwood. And Blackwood's obviously been tough against the Rangers, so it was nice to see the Rangers uh, break through with an early goal in this game. 7-0-2 into the action, taking a game-long lead here on Mika Zibanejad's 15th goal of the season. And I think it's probably safe to say at this point that Mika Zibanejad has broken out of his early season slump. I mean, it's a 180. You know, what else is there to say? He has, I believe, 12 goals now in his last 15 games, and uh, it's just a far cry from where he was for the early portions of this season. And who knows, you know, maybe it was COVID that was affecting him. Obviously, it lingered for a long ways into the season, but be that as it may, I don't think it's something that can be ruled out, especially when you see how good he's been lately. You know, maybe whatever effects he had from that, whether they were physical, whether they were mental, whether it was a little bit of both, uh, maybe COVID really did play a role, and maybe now he's 100% back from that. Let's talk a little bit about the fight, shall we? So we got to rewind just a little bit, because obviously we just talked about the Rangers' first goal, but... Chris Kreider, you know, during the last game, he was actually demoted to the fourth line. And so just a minute and 27 seconds into this game, he puts a big hit on Severson behind the devil's net. And the next thing you know, they're dropping the gloves. They're fighting a pretty even fight, I thought. 
This was just, again, the 127 into the first game of what is going to be a four-game set. These two teams are going to play each other four times in six days, and uh, the gloves coming off literally just a minute and a half into the first game here. A little hello, how you do? And uh, we're off and running here in this four-game set. And that was just kind of the start of, again, what was a chippy, nasty game. There was an instance later in the game where Brennan Smith got into a fight. Smith got tangled up with a player on the Devils uh, right around the Ranger blue line. This was right after a whistle, you know, just a little bit of pushing and shoving. But uh, for some context for what's about to happen here, again, we got to back up just a little bit because Jacob Truba, this is in the second period, had a big collision with McLeod. And McLeod stepped in for his teammate uh, that was engaged with Smith after this whistle here, and he wanted to fight Brennan Smith. I guess McLeod had been hit, and he just felt like, you know what, let's uh, have a fight here. Again, you know, I'd say a pretty even fight. It did end with McLeod uh, landing on top of Brennan Smith as they both fell to the ice, but, you know, five minutes for both, and it's kind of just become par for the course. These Ranger-Devil games have been kind of nasty this season. It's been interesting to see how, you know, the Rangers and Bruins games have been nasty, the Rangers and Devils games have been nasty. I don't think Rangers-Islanders has really uh, reached the level that it can sometimes go to, but, yeah, I mean, buckle up for the last three games of this series. This is really going to be wild. But then uh, just after this, you know, the chippiness continues. There was an instance where, again, there was a whistle, and Lafreniere and Thompson were really getting into it, you know, just kind of shoving each other and almost kind of daring each other to drop the gloves. They didn't actually drop the gloves. But, man, I mean, this, this really could get nuts over these uh, these next three games here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jacob Truba, I thought, really played a nice game for the Rangers in this one. It's funny because they showed kind of a highlight reel of all of Truba's hits, you know, after the second period was over and going into the third period, right before the puck dropped for the start of the third period. And it's funny because on this highlight package, you could see there were like three or four different hits, at least that he had. I think it was four different hits. But to that point in the game, he'd only been credited with two hits. And it's like, no, I just saw four right there. So that, that was really strange. But, uh, yeah, by the end of the game, he was credited with four hits and also three blocked shots and just really kind of throwing his weight around out there. There was a really big hit that he uh, laid on his guy. It might have been Wood in the neutral zone, but he basically just put his shoulder right into him and uh, didn't knock him to the ice but really kind of staggered him. Clean hit. They were all clean hits. Uh, he does play with that toughness. He does play with that snarl. I know every now and then, you know, he will come under some fire from Ranger fans, but for the most part, you know, I think Truba does pretty much bring it night in and night out. And then uh, Keandre Miller, speaking of physicality, this is a play that just kind of popped into my head as I was talking about this. But this is in the third period, and I believe the score was still just one to nothing at this point. McLeod had the puck, and he's, you know, up the right side, and he's got the puck, and, you know, maybe looking to pass, maybe looking to shoot. Keandre Miller closes on him and just straight up knocks him down to the ice and steals the puck, like basically all in one motion. So that was obviously a really nice play there by Keandre Miller. And, um, 
you know, Igor Shesterkin, I think, was definitely the uh, the MVP of the night for the Rangers. Uh, even Jacob Truba, after the game, was talking a little bit about how, you know, they felt like they could have been, done a better job tightening everything up and limiting scoring chances. And obviously, he put over Igor Shesterkin as, you know, being the difference maker in this game. But for the most part, I thought it was a pretty good night for the Ranger Blue Liners as well. You know, just playing physical and uh, going toe-to-toe with a team that, uh, you know, wasn't going to back down to the Rangers. We talked about this earlier, but they are actually now the youngest team in the NHL after some of the trades that they made at the deadline. And you know they'd like nothing more than to uh, throw a monkey wrench into the uh, Rangers' plans of hopefully qualifying for the playoffs. But, uh, you know, the Rangers went toe-to-toe with them. Again, tough, physical, chippy, occasionally nasty game, and uh, could just be a prelude to what's to come in this four-game series here. The second period was kind of weird to me because we talked about this kind of in the opening of this episode here, but you had a situation where the game was wide open in the first period, and then everything kind of tightened up a little bit in the second period, and then getting a few minutes into the third period, it opened up again. But in the second period, it was strange because they went a really long time without there being a whistle or a play stoppage of any kind, but... Despite that being the case, there wasn't really a whole lot happening. You know, it was kind of just a stalemate. The Rangers were up one to nothing at that point. They were up one to nothing for a good chunk of this game. But then uh, the Devils really got a great A scoring chance. And to me, I thought this was Igor Shesterkin's best save of the night. The Devils get a two on one, and uh, Miles Wood is moving in. He's got the puck, he's got a guy to his right. And Wood has the option, you know, he can either pass or shoot. He chooses to shoot the puck, and Igor moves up a little bit in his crease, makes an excellent pad stop, turns the puck away, and uh, keeps the puck out and keeps the Rangers' lead intact and keeps his shutout intact. And, of course, he goes on to get the 27-save shutout. And then speaking of all the nastiness and all the chippiness, there was an instance early in the third period where I didn't really see what happened on the live shot. In fact, it might have been off camera when it happened. But basically, Ryan Strom is down on the ice, you know, just kind of down in a crumpled heap. And then all of a sudden, you see Artemi Panarin trying to get at Johansson. But it was actually Murray who got Strom with a hit right around the uh, Devil Blue Line. Strom was trying to go in. And Strom tried to turn away from the hit. And it looked like uh, Murray's right hip got a piece of Strom's right thigh and just kind of an awkward collision. I mean, Strom kind of did like a helicopter spin down to the ice. So it's one of those things, you know, I can certainly appreciate Panarin stepping up for his teammate there and looking to stand up for him. That was awesome. I mean, you get the feeling that those two are close with all the magic that they've made over the last couple of seasons. But it's one of those things where I get the feeling if you're a player on the ice and you see that happen, it probably looks a lot worse than it really was because to me, it wasn't a dirty hit. Um, It was just one of those things again, you know, they, they kind of collided awkwardly and it might have looked like, you know, maybe uh, Murray had stuck out his knee or something like that, but I don't think that was the case. Again, it was just kind of an awkward collision uh, that kind of came as a result of Strom trying to avoid the hit. But, you know, Strom got up, he limped off, he went back out there later, so uh, it looks like it's all good for Ryan Strom. I didn't hear anything about that or see anything about that in the post game here. So, obviously, you know, the Rangers dodge a bullet. You're kind of holding your breath there. You certainly don't want to lose Ryan Strom as you're, uh, you know, hopefully trying to scratch and claw your way back into the playoff picture here. We also got to talk about this second goal that the Rangers scored that put them up 2 to nothing with about 12 minutes left. And Panarin really kind of got the ball bouncing on this play. He makes a really nice uh, pass out of the corner back toward the blue line to Hedl. Now, Hedl's kind of moving forward toward the net as he receives this pass. And as he's doing so, he kind of turns his back toward the net and passes back to Fox. And Fox is at the blue line. And then Fox immediately moves the puck back up to Hedl. Hedl's kind of even with the goal line at this point. And again, you know, Hedl makes this pass over to Panarin. And Panarin, he's not going to miss this. He had a good chunk of the net to shoot at, and he puts it right in. So four really quality quick passes right in a row here. Panarin to Hedl to Fox 
to Heedle to Panarin, and Panarin scores, and that makes it 2 nothing. Gives the Rangers, once again, some much-needed breathing room with about 12 minutes remaining at this point. And in the shift that followed this, or maybe two shifts later, uh, Artemi Panarin just put a ridiculous move around his guy. I mean, he went around his defenseman like he was standing still, and that got a very audible reaction from the crowd. Now, the crowd, it must be said, was made up of a, a good chunk, a good percentage of Ranger fans. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but if you look at the hard cam, anytime you could kind of see the fans that were seated right below the hard cam, especially when the, the camera would pan to the left, you could see a lot of blue jerseys and a lot of Ranger fans there. So I don't know what the exact percentage was. I mean, it's impossible to say for sure, but obviously a good contingent of Ranger fans there. But I don't even know that this was just Ranger fans that were reacting to this move by Panarin. I think pretty much everybody there, it kind of just took everybody's breath away. It was one of those. So uh, just cool to see, you know, Panarin getting that kind of a crowd reaction, even when the building is mostly empty. And uh, it led to actually Jacob Truba. You know, Panarin gets the puck to Truba, and Truba blasts a slap shot off the post. So Truba comes close to kind of putting the exclamation point on his night there. But then, just a minute or two later, probably just about a minute later, the Devils go back the other way, and they've got a three-on-one. Keandre Miller is the lone man back, and he breaks it up. He doesn't even allow them to get a shot on net. So that was obviously very cool to see as well. Another strong play by Keandre Miller. And we already talked about that big hit that he put on McLeod as well, which came just a couple of minutes after this. With about 3.47 to go, Igor Shesterkin made a really nice glove save on Heesher, one of uh, his better saves of the night. And then right after this, there was a wild scramble in front of the Ranger net. They managed to keep it out. Kreider was kind of diving across the crease, you know, just trying to uh, do everything he could do to keep the Devils from stuffing the rebound home. They got close, but the Rangers do keep it out, and they get it out of harm's way. Then with 2.09 remaining, the Devils pull their goalie with an offensive zone draw forthcoming. And then there's a penalty on the Rangers with a minute and 19 seconds left. Lingering got called for a high stick. The Devils take their timeout. And then Shesterkin, couple of saves while the Devils are on the power play. He makes a glove stop with 54 seconds remaining and uh, gets the whistle. And then right after that, uh, the Rangers get the puck out of the zone. It's in the neutral zone. Buchnevich steals the puck from his man. He's just outside the Devil blue line. And he takes a shot, puts it dead center, right in the middle of the net, and... Uh, Seals the deal. That makes it 3-0 with just 28 seconds remaining. And as we mentioned in the intro, that was the 20,000th goal in New York Ranger franchise history. So obviously a cool milestone and very cool for Pavel Buchnevich as well. We've talked about how this is uh, the best season of his Ranger tenure, a breakout season for Buchnevich, and really kind of a cool moment for him to get the uh, 20,000th goal in New York Ranger history. And again, just a really convincing win for the Rangers. They really played hard in this game, and they got to bring this same kind of intensity on Thursday as well because you got to figure this series is just it's going to be like a playoff series you know the intensity picks up with every game that goes by and it's a rivalry game to begin with the Rangers are desperate for wins and desperate for points trying to crawl back into that playoff chase and the Devils they have an opportunity to prevent a rival from making a playoff run so don't expect the action to slow down on Thursday if anything I expect it to be more intense uh, but that's gonna pretty much do it for tonight guys the plan right now is to have Anthony Scoltori from Forever Blue Shirts as our guest. We're going to be recording with him tomorrow morning. And then tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, uh, that episode will be up a little bit later on Wednesday afternoon. So we'll get that episode out for you guys as fast as we can. But that's going to pretty much do it for tonight, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.